everybody. Welcome to the In The Flat Podcast. I'm your host as always, Tony Kill, joined this week by Jess and Jordan. So sorry I missed last week, guys, but it was a good breakdown for the Pac-12 last week. This week, we continue our series on the conference previews with the ACC. So this is where we start getting a little more into the big boys. Obviously, I think the Big Ten SEC would be the biggest conferences, but we're, you know, we got to start somewhere with the big guys. So we start AC with some potential college football playoffs inside this conference. We will not be talking about Notre Dame this week, though they are sort of affiliated with AC. We're going to save their preview for our week zero preview show, since that's when they're going to be kicking off. So, all right, so let's kick it off here with the ACC. So obviously, Changes in the air for all conferences, but for the AC, they still have the same 14 team members. But what has changed is they will no longer have the Atlantic and Coastal Divisions. I think for anybody that's been watching AC, this has been a long time coming. They've had so many lopsided games where there's clearly another team that could have been playing Clemson in in the title game or playing somebody else, where this kind of left not too many great matchups there in that title. So they will now be one conference for 14 teams. The top two teams will play. So it's going to be definitely good to see. We're coming into the conference. A little bit of change is that Clemson is not the prohibitive favorite. Though they are, you know, many people have picked them. They're not as majority as they have been in years past. They're coming off, you know, a pretty good season last year, but had a couple losses that is not typical of them. And they have some competition from Florida State this year, which has a lot of things coming to its plate. So there's a you know clear divide of who people think is going to win, Florida State or Clemson. And behind them, there's some good teams behind them as well with teams like North Carolina, Miami, Duke, Louisville, Pitt, or Wake Forest, all capable of going on a run and potentially getting to that second spot in the conference title game. So let's start breaking down these teams. As always, we're going to go down each team, tell you their records last year, and we'll little bit of information about them and then we'll talk about if we feel like they're going to be what better or worse than last year all right so starting first let's start with florida state last year they were 10 and 3 overall 5 and 3 in conference this was the year that mike norville needed that real breakthrough year where they started really putting the pieces together jordan travis finally you know he showed flashes for a couple years and finally started putting it more together last year on top of that, they have a lot of transfers that are going to be impactful to the team. They have weapons like Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson. They have running back Trey Benson. They have Jaheim Bell at tight end. So a lot of great transfer type players there. They have made a lot of progress on their offensive line. Remember a couple of years ago, they had one of the worst, if not the worst, offensive line in football, and they really rebuilt that room to be a strength for the team. They have some room for improvement on the defensive side where they gave up 20.6 yards a game last year, but gave up a lot of yards on the ground. So they hope to approve that this year. But with their defensive end, Jared Verse, who's you know predicted to be All-American by many, and Central Cypress, the, the Virginia transfer, could be another lockdown corner to add to a really solid secondary already. This has the potential to be a really great Florida State team. So what's your view, Jess? Do you think this is going to, this is the Florida State year they're going to, push past that 10-3 market and have a chance to make the playoff. Yeah, I mean, obviously on paper, they had a great year last year. I mean, all three of their losses came back-to-back last year. Wake Forest, NC State, and then Clemson. Although NC State and Clemson were both one-score games. They had that unbelievable week one thriller against LSU last year. What was it? Week one or they played Dusky in week zero or something. It was uh, week maybe, one yeah. for all intents and purposes. That was yeah. an absolutely insane game. I think they're going to build off of that. Looking at their schedule, other than LSU and Clemson, it's, I mean, I don't want to say it's like easy, Because this is a conference, they're going to have a bunch of solid teams. This isn't some, I mean, while the top teams are the top teams, I do think a team that's going to be middle of the pack can give the top dogs runs for their money. But I mean, 10 and 3, I could, I can definitely see an 11 and 2, maybe 12 and 1 kind of year, if, you know, assuming they win their bowl. I think they're going to definitely be one of, if not the top guys in the division or at the conference this year. So I'm going to say they're going to take a slight jump this year. I'm not thrilled with how many like transfers they're going to have, but 
They're bringing back some, most of their, you know, key pieces this year, and I think that's going to work well for them. All right. Jordan, you agree? I do agree, but it's going to all depend on the LSU game. If they come out and beat LSU, they're going on undefeated. I think they're going to go into Clemson and beat Clemson. I'm high on Florida State. I was high on Jordan Travis last year. Gets better and better every year, and I think with the weapons and the players they bring around him this year, I think he's going to have a breakout year and could contend for the Heisman. But, yeah, like I said, the LSU game is going to be their biggest question mark right away. If they can win that game, they're going to cruise to that undefeated, I think. I think right now they're the best all-around team, defense, offense, skill, every skill position, quarterback. Right now in the AC, it's them. They're that team. I think they have the depth. They have the secondary, and they just brought in more secondary players, transfer players. And so I think they're going <clears> to <throat> at least – get one loss this year, but if it's just going to be the LSU game if they get past LSU undefeated. So you think week one loss to LSU, but then cruise the rest of the way? Yeah, that's that. I think that is like more likely than them beating LSU, but I think either that or undefeated if they beat LSU. Yeah, no, I can see that. I, I'm kind of back and forth. If they could, I don't know if they could beat both LSU and Clemson, so I kind of see them splitting that. And I can see them going 11-1 after that. The LSU game is interesting. I mean, it's in it's in Florida. It's not a home game. It's a neutral. But, I, you know, first game of the year is always tricky because you don't know how teams are going to come out, especially with transfers on both sides. So you don't know what how the teams are going to react. You haven't prepared because you haven't seen the full team picture. So that's going to be an interesting game. It was crazy last year. I imagine it'll be crazy this year. I think LSU will win that game, though. And I, it's tough to see someone beating Clemson at home. So that's where I'm struggling a bit there. So I could see them actually going 10-2, and two, but then maybe re- returning a favorite against Clemson in the championship game, being 11-2 and two is kind of where I see them They're happening there. A game to watch out for, a team to watch out for, we'll get to them a little bit later, is Duke. I, Duke has a pretty solid return. They have like 17 returning starters, something like that, and their defense is pretty solid. That's going to be a, a tough team to play, especially, you know, when you're maybe, you know, you think Looking you have back. an easy victory because you think of it's Duke, but – that team has been turned around since last year, so this will be an interesting game to watch as well. That one at Pitt. At Pitt, with a tough defense and a pretty good quarterback and Phil Jakovic if he stays healthy. Another, you know, mine, you know, that could trip them up there. So, I know we're not exactly talking about this just yet, but if all Florida State has is that loss to LSU in week one, then they kind of cruise the rest away, win the ACC. I mean, we're talking about some of the big boy conferences now. Would that be good enough for the playoff, though? It, to me, it's ACC team. No, the not the benefit of the doubt, like an Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, Alabama, but it'll depend on LSU's finish. If LSU runs runs the table and does really well, finishes high, uh, then I can see you know Florida State getting in. But uh, Clemson, because yeah. if they beat Clemson and Clemson is kind of falls apart then yeah, that win won't mean as much. But if Clemson stays pretty high in the rankings and they have that win over them at Clemson, that's going to look really high in the committee's eyes. It's well then they have the SEC at the end of the year against Florida. And that's, so they have a, they can have an SEC win against Florida, whether great Florida is or not. And then that Clemson win. And they'll have to beat Clemson again in the championship game, more than likely. So they have a couple of good wins like that. And I think that might be enough to get them over the hump. Depending on, of course, it all depends on what everybody else is doing as well. But I think that would be good enough depending on, if you were to look at it last year, it would have been good enough anyway. Especially right. this next team looked in their bowl game. <laughs> yep, but this might be a different team. So we're talking about Clipson. Last year, 11-3 overall, 8-0 in conference. They up again to 2023 in a little bit unfamiliar fashion as Florida State could really get that edge as the favorite in the conference. Many people don't think they're going anywhere, though. They have a loaded defense. that should rank them the best in college football. Though if you look at their defense last year, was it? Maybe statistically it was good, but I never like watched them, for example, and I'm not trying to be a Notre Dame homer, but Notre Dame like played them pretty well. And I'm saying this because our quarterbacks suck. So <laughs> our quarterback threw 83 yards against them, and we still blew them out because we were able to run it down their throat. So if you know our quarterback can't throw, why aren't you guys loading the line and stopping our running backs? They used to be able that defensive line, if they wanted to stop you, you wouldn't be able to run. 
but that kind of shows some cracks and weaknesses in that defensive line. So I do wonder if they have kind of regrouped enough there. Then, of course, the other new pieces, they have new offensive coordinator and Garrett Riley, who brought in, obviously, as we work with quarterback Kate Klubnick, who had some moments last year, had some also some freshman moments as well. I am a little worried that, you know, they don't have the receiving corpse and they don't have the offensive line to really benefit him as a growing quarterback. So that's my couple concerns there. But the schedule, you know, it's hit or miss. So what do you guys think here? Do you think they're going to get better than 11 and three, Mark? Start you, Jordan. Um, no, I think they stay around the same. I think even, I think they lose to Notre Dame and they lose to Florida State. And I think there's like, you know, Tony, you're really high on Duke this year. It's at Duke on a Monday, you know, some, it just could happen first game of the year kind of thing. I think they stay the same with what, you know, that 11 and three, just because new offensive coordinator is going to be a different offense. Cade, we haven't seen him. We saw him a couple times last year. And when we did see him, they put him in at the weirdest times. I mean, the Notre Dame game, they put him in. On the was it like the three yard line? Yeah, I mean they put him in a impossible situation. Yeah, so I think it'll all depend on how the offensive coordinator comes in and what he changes, and I think that's going to predict their season more likely. But I can see them doing the same. I think their schedule they got a got lucky with you know the games they do have at home: Florida State at home, Wake Forest at home, Notre Dame at home. North Carolina at home. South Carolina on the road, though. That's going to be tough. That's going to be a tough game. NC State's going to be a tough game away as well. So, but I can see them maybe dropping one more game, but I, I can see that 11 and 3, and once again, is probably where they're going to be. All right, Jesse, agree? Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's going to be many losses just because of the talent advantage. Like Clemson doesn't strike me the same way they did even a few years ago. They need better, more consistent quarterback play. They just didn't get with DJ. And you hope that could be Cade Klubnick, but, I mean, as a in his few showings last year, he, wasn't, he didn't blow you away or anything. Florida State... You know, is that a win? Is that a loss? Will they have to play him twice? Notre Dame. You know, I think if we're assuming Florida State is what we think they could be, then I don't see Clemson winning that game. But, you know, I'm not going to count them out. This is a tough one because of the questions at quarterback. You know, they barely lost to South Carolina last year, but that was at home, if I'm not mistaken. Now they're going on the road. Will Spencer Rattler continue that momentum he had at the end of the season last year? You know, it's a lot of questions there that we'll kind of get into a little bit later, but I want to say 11 and three, but I'm feeling like they might drop an extra game this year. If that's Duke, if that's, you know, Miami, whatever, Syracuse, I don't know. I just some I'm just not all that high on Clemson right now. And I think that they're gonna drop an extra game that you just don't expect this year. So I'm gonna actually say I think they take a step back. Yeah. I could see same or step back. I where I don't understand like a lot of Putnants out there are saying that they expect them to be back because of Garrett Riley hire with K Klupnik. I'm just interesting. Like, if they had the old receivers of the past, I could see that. But he's gonna have a tough time out there with an offensive line that doesn't protect him very well, having to throw to inexperienced wide receivers. It's gonna be tough. But I mean, I want to put anything past Dabo to get this team ready to go. You know, but they're gonna have some tougher games than usual. Usually, ACC is a, a cakewalk. And I don't think that's the case this year. So it's gonna be an interesting change for them. All right, North Carolina. Last year they were nine and five overall, six and two in conference. After a nine and one start last year, the Tar Heels slipped down the stretch, losing their last four games. They do have a little bit of a challenging non-conference slate. They have Drake May back though, so that should 
take care of all your worries if you're a North Carolina fan as far as offense goes anyway. You know, and he needs better protection. They had 40 sacks allowed last year. So will they approve in that area? That, that's a must, I would say. And they have some transfers coming in to, to alleviate the you know, receiver loss with Devon's Walker and Nate McCollum. They have a new play caller, you know, after Chip Lindsey was brought in following Phil Longo's departure to Wisconsin. The defense allowed the most points a game in the ACC last year, 30.8. That's more of a Big 12 type of defense. So they got to improve there as well. They have eight starters back. They have a solid group of transfers. I think Gene Chizit hopefully be able to generate some more with that defense this year. They start off tough with a South Carolina game that, again, that's always tough. I wonder who you play the first game, but having South Carolina first is going to be tough. Pitt's going to be tough. Clemson obviously will be tough. North Carolina State will be tough. App State, honestly, is going to be tough for them because we talked about App State before. I mean, they're just a tough team. And I think that was like, was that one of the shootout games that North Carolina had last year and the year before that? So it's always a tough game for them as well. They had Minnesota out of conference as well. So that's a not an easy game. So we'll see. Professor, we adjust. What do you think? Better or worse than last year? I think they're going to be a bit worse, but I don't think that's going to be the fault of Drake May. I just don't think they have the pieces around him to maximize him. I know there was a lot of questions, you know, why he didn't look to transfer. This is the guy that many people have as the second best quarterback in college football behind Caleb Williams. But this North Carolina team had so many one possession games last year. They had the one possession game against App State that they won 63 to 61. Georgia State, they won by a touchdown, 35-28. They beat Miami by three. They beat Duke by three. They beat Virginia by three. Wake Forest by two. Lost to Georgia Tech by four. Lost to NC State by three. Got blown out by Clemson. And then the Holiday Bowl against Oregon, they lost by one. That's a lot of wins going their way, and that's a lot of losses. Not go- and there's that's fewer losses, I should say, but still a decent amount. Like all one possession, and I just don't see them getting that many, you know, balls to bounce their way this year. So yeah, I'm gonna say they take a step back. I don't think it's gonna be significant. I don't think they're gonna have a losing record, but I just don't think there's enough around Drake May right now. All right. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of see that. It's that's what it's been the last couple of years. It's the quarterback show, no matter who it is. Drake May, Sam Howell. They, you know, they, Sam Howell had a little more with him than Drake May has because I think recruiting has fallen off a little bit. But Jordan, what do you think here? Do you agree with Jess on, on his assessment, assessment here? No, yeah, I, I definitely agree. They take a step back. I think it, it what it is their defense. That's the biggest thing I, that's holding them back. The, mo- the least amount of points they let up last year was 10. Every other game was 17 or higher. Yeah, something like that. So I, I just think that defense is not – it's going to be hard to rebuild, get that defense. And they haven't had – like like you said, Tony, it's been the quarterback show for the last couple of years for North Carolina. And I think their defense hasn't really grown, gotten better, and – I think I'm with Jess and they drop down a little bit. I don't know how Drake May is going to have a <laughs> another good year, but I just think that defense is really going to hold them back. And when you start nine and one, but then finish, finish nine and five, I don't know what to tell you. Yep. Yep. It probably helps that you play a terrible competition to start and that helped you get off the off pretty quickly. But there. they did, they don't have Notre Dame this year. So try right, Weasley. That's always better for teams, apparently, not having to play Notre Dame. I mean, we beat them last year. Three years in a row, actually, we beat them. And Um, we had a bad quarterback. Not that you have that stat memorized or anything, Tony. I mean, this popped in my head. Uh, Crazy. (laughs) Yeah, nothing whole gets that number one quarterback. You know, maybe they should come to Notre Dame instead of North Carolina, I'm just saying. Well, they did now. Honestly, I don't disagree with that historically anyways. I wouldn't necessarily. I mean, I would want to play behind an offensive line that doesn't give up 40 sacks a game, but that's, I don't know why. Maybe they give me co-op over anything that North Carolina. I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what Mac Brown's doing there. I just, the recruiting started off so strong, but then when they could have backed it up on the field totally, they just stopped coming. So I don't know. He needs to prove that though. Think we get better. 
that's kind of what happened at Texas, you know, they just kind of fell off. M&M, but that hasn't, they haven't fallen off quite yet. Yeah. All right. Miami. Last year was a terrible year for Miami. Five and seven overall, three and five in conference. You would think they're going to show improvement in Mario Cristobal's second season, but will that show up in the amount of wins? They have a you know, pretty tough, I mean, considering who they lost to last year, pretty tough schedule for them, you know? And so they have Tyler Van Dyke back, which seems like they paid him some money not to go to Alabama. So hopefully he can prove it on the field this year. They have a new play caller in Shannon Dawson. They have two five-star freshmen at offensive tackle along with Alabama transfer Javon Cohen, who was like a high four-star, five-star player that went there as well. So offensive line, if stars matter, then they should get better, but they haven't played the game, so you can't really depend on that yet. Defense is also under new leadership as Lance Godry arrives from Tulane to call the signals in 2023. And so they gave a lot of big plays last year. So you got to they got to prove the lines of scrimmage, basically, the offensive, defensive lines. They need some more skill players to make some plays for Tyler Van Dyke as well. So with that being said, pass it over to you, Jess. Do you think they're going to be better or worse than that 5-7 and seven record? Will they approve upon it? I think they're going to be better. I don't think they're all of a sudden going to be challenging for the conference, but I can definitely see some improvement. If for no other reason than the beginning of their schedule is pretty easy, Miami, Ohio, they should win that. Texas A&M. They lost to last year, by the way. They, lose, they lost to a terrible team. Who did they lose, who, who did they lose to last year? Middle Jordan? Tennessee. Middle right. Tennessee. 45 Bro. to 31. It was a close <laughs> loss. It was a close loss. Uh, double but, figures, yes, I guess. But, wait, yeah, I mean, I you would hope they get out there. Miami, Ohio. They should be able to beat Miami, Ohio. So Yeah, I – I admit, I must have misheard Jordan there with the score. But, you yeah, know, I think they're going to beat Miami, Ohio. Texas A&M is going to be tough, but they have that at home. So I could see them winning that game, but it's going to be a tough one. Then they get Bethune Cookman. They, beat, beat. they beat them 70-13 to 13 last year. Well, here they go. All right. Way to go, Miami. <laughs> and then they have uh, Temple, who I – Yeah, Temple – at, oh, yes, at Temple. Now you can go to that game, Jess. There you go. I could. I have no desire to, though. And then they get their uh, then they get their bye week. And, you know, after that, they start getting into some harder stuff. But, you know, for, you know, expecting five-star offensive linemen, particularly tackles, you know, getting those easier games to kind of yeah. adjust to the college level, like, obviously, you're going to start going up against the – North Carolina's, the Clemson's, Florida State, you know, that's going to provide tougher challenge. But you hope three new offensive linemen, if they're all starters, you know, that'll give them some time to gel, adjust. But I think, you know, if they can at least win three of those first four, I don't see how they can't improve on five wins. So, yeah, I'm going to say that they can, that they're going to be better. All right, Jordan, agree. No, yeah, I agree. I think they're going to be a game or two better. We can't go back to what, looking at their schedule from last year. Just so you know, they only beat Virginia Tech by six, and they went to four overtimes to beat Virginia by two. So, but you yeah. just got to hope they have a much better team with the transfers this year if you're hey, Mario Cristobal. So, yeah. But no, yeah, I definitely see them getting a little better. Just looking at the games that they should win. Miami, Ohio, they should win. Cookman, they should win. At Temple, they should win. Georgia Tech, they should win. Virginia, maybe Louisville and Boston College should win. So at least six, seven wins. But it's Miami. <laughs> Last couple years. You can't it's really... all about the U. It's all about the U. Once that, once that U was broken over the guy's leg, the last, you know, whatever it's not yeah. been the same. So well, they haven't really been the same since they had like the death penalty or whatever put on them in the early two thousands. <laughs> yeah, but well, they had a bunch of terrible uh, coaches, and they had that little run. What was it? A couple of years ago, when they uh, they started off like ten and zero, and then uh, they kind of fell apart. But yeah, you know, I never they beat Notre Dame pretty bad. I just remember that game. I was very mad. So I definitely think Tyler Van Dyke's a good quarterback. I just think his the system. They're running and Miami's not helping him. Yep, no agree. I think the same thing, six six, seven and five. They still have a little bit of improvement. They might not show totally on the record, but 
Got to make, you know, make progress. You know, slow steady wins race. All right, Duke. Last year, overall nine and four, five and three in conference. I think Mike Elko, we talked about here before, the former defensive coordinator at Texas A&M and Notre Dame and Wake Forest, where he really approved all three of those teams pretty quickly. He did the same thing for Duke in his first season. They come back with 17 starters. You know, they have one of the toughest conference schedules, and then they also play Notre Dame in a non-conference. They do have a good quarterback in Riley Leonard that, you know, direct offense at last year ranked third to ACC in yards per play at 6.1. And left tackle Graham Barton is one of the nation's top offensive linemen that is returning as well. Obviously, though, where he makes his bread and butter is on the defense. And after allowing 39.8 points a game in 2022, they only gave up 22.1. So you could tell he really focused on that defense, reproving by 17 points. That's crazy. So I would say if you're a big-time program, go ahead and hire Mike Coco. I think that would help a lot for your program. All right. With that being said, Jordan, is this team going to be better or worse than last year? Their schedule sucks. I it's tough. Yeah, it might be better, but the record might not show it. You know. Yeah, I think they're going to be a little worse, just because their schedule. I think with yeah. that Clemson game to start the season, that's going to be a. Hey, if they win that game, I'll bet off. You know. Yeah, but that game's going to be hard. The next three are going to be easy. Get Notre Dame. That's going to be a tough game. NC State. I mean, I feel like. That's one of the ACC teams that is a dark horse and is a team that you really don't know what you're going to get each week. Especially this year with a new quarterback. Yeah, you don't know what you're going to expect. So. At Florida State, that's a loss. At Louisville, anytime it's a away game, I think that's just tough. Wake Forest, I think Wake Forest could be a win. At North Carolina, loss. At Virginia, win. Pitt's going to probably be a win. I think, like you said, Tony, I think their their record is not going to show how good they actually are. I think, though, the biggest thing is when you have a, a coach that's background is defense, that offense kind of loses its thunder. And if you just look at the stats, Leonard was the top passer and top rusher. And so yeah. that kind of... So well, you have better keep better, better keep him helper healthy is all you gotta say. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. If you don't keep have that one two punch with a running back and yeah. quarterback, that quarterback's just gonna get more destroyed. Out. Yeah. Just look at uh, Josh Allen on the Buffalo Bills being their entire offense, eighty four percent of their touchdowns. It's not reliable in the long term. No. Yeah, you need different playmakers. Everybody's gotta you know, play as a team. So, Jess, do you agree? Do you think I, I, this is a team I could definitely see being better, but record-wise being worse? I mean, you know, even with some of these, like I was just saying, like, you know, I kind of expect North Carolina to take a step back this year, but, you know, it's Duke, North Carolina. I know that's more of a basketball rivalry, but those schools hate each other. And it's at North Carolina. So that they can't even get that one to be like a bit of an easier break for themselves. It's just going to be a rough year. I don't think they're going to be taking some significant step back. And that 17 restoring, 17 returning starters <laughs> is going to definitely be beneficial for them. Another year in the system, familiarity with each other. That's going to be. You know, you can't really quantify that. So I'm still going to say I think they can get back to nine wins. I just don't – I can't definitively say which games those will be for them, you know, which games they're going to win. I just feel like they're going to somehow claw their way back to around nine wins. So I'm going to say they're around the same. Can I, I can see them the same because they can win. They can be eight and four regular season, get their bowl win, get back to nine. Wins. That's kind of what I see happening because I see Clemson, Notre Dame, Florida State as definite losses. And then, you know, the rest running the rest of the table, I think they could do it. There might be this like that North Carolina State, North Carolina. Those are not as regular games. Those are rival games. You know, anything happens to those. And I always think Pittsburgh's a tough team. So depending on what Pittsburgh looks like at the end of the season, then that's going to be tough. Yeah. Can I throw some crazy thing out right now? No. Riley Leonard squeaks into that fourth spot at Heisman. Damn. Calling it right now. All right. Well, we'll put you down as a never 
Jordan take. We'll put it on our top worst takes of the year. <laughs> hey, on our I, if he gets better this year, he almost passed for three thousand yards, and he had six hundred and ninety nine rushing yards. No, I get it. I just he, is he gonna have enough wins as a team that, that gets I know. Enough? But I'm saying if they do somehow get that nine and four, I, I think he's gonna squeak in there. Okay, we'll write that down on the record books here. All right, <laughs> team, I just despise, and that is Pittsburgh, mainly because of their head coach, Pat Narduzzi. I just hate how he always calls out over people, over teams, especially Notre Dame. And now that they have Phil Jacorvic, who is always calling out Notre Dame for his terrible experience, where I just don't like this team. So my hope for them is they go 0-12 this year and have this like <laughs> worst season of the history of the program. But they will have a standout defense, of course, as Pittsburgh always does. But they will be under construction a little bit as they have some new places to put in there. But I think one thing I will get Pat Narduzzi is he always takes diamonds in the rough and really builds some good defense. What's the all pro that he, that came from Pittsburgh that went to the Rams. There was the MVP. Come on. How many defensive You guys know, right? Come on. Help. No. I, what are you, Rams? Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. So he played Aaron in Pittsburgh and he found him as a diamond in a rough. He said MVP. I'm like. Did he win MVP though, Aaron Donald? No, I thought he did. Def- no. Defensive MVP. Defensive MVP. Defensive player of the year. You said MVP. That's MVP. I'm like, I mean, you know what I meant. Rams player to win MVP. Well, you know what I meant. Defensive player of the year. Okay. It's the same thing. That's a defensive MVP, basically. You know that. So what I'm starting to say is he finds those players. And, Taylor, and then you can win regular. I'm about to regular MVP. Right you're, just, you're just that amazing. Uh, but uh, yeah, so. Like he finds those players like Aaron Donald and he builds them up, and that's what he's going to do. I think again this year, they have a defense last year that gave up only 22.4 points a game. You know, they'll have some different transfers and different young players coming in. So I'm interested to see what he does with that defense. You know, obviously, as I mentioned before, Pilijakovic, the quarterback, is returning home after a two year run at Boston College. Really, he was ravaged by injury. So you got to see can he stay healthy the whole year? Maybe with a better offensive line that Pittsburgh has, maybe he can stay healthier. But we'll see. They only return three starters up front. So, I mean, it maybe won't be as good as offensive line as he's hoping for. So, that being said, 94, again, as I mentioned last year, 5-3 in conference. So, Jordan, what do you say here with Pittsburgh? I, it Like you said, it's so – this is a, probably the one of the teams that is harder to read because of – being able to find that diamond in the rough, the guy that no one else thinks is going to be good and somehow pulls it out. And I think if Phil Jakovic stays healthy, that nine and four could happen, but they're, they got a schedule and a half, even non-conference games is hard. They got, you know, at Notre Dame at Wake Forest week, two weeks in a row, they play Florida state. They didn't get Clemson this year. Cincinnati might be a tough game to play at Syracuse. At, at West Virginia. State. Never know how that's going to be. You know? Well, yeah, at West Virginia because where West Virginia Stadium is, it's, yeah. It gets West there, Virginia, the hard. state itself. You just don't even want to be there. So just going yeah. to play there has to be cool. At Duke, I think they have a tough schedule. But if Phil Dracovic stays healthy, he shows some glimpses of being a really good quarterback multiple times and if their defense stays healthy and continues their dominance i I could see them getting back to that nine wins all right jesse agree yeah and this is another one where it's like i'm i think they'll get back to around that nine win mark just not a hundred percent certain where those wins are going to come from i mean again like they end the year at duke you know at Syracuse, they get Florida State, at Notre Dame, Cincinnati, you never know, at West Virginia, never know. But I think they're going to manage Wolford. I think they can beat Cincinnati. I think they can beat West Virginia. Home for North Carolina, again, I think North Carolina is taking a little bit of a step back, and they get that game at home. So, yeah, I can, you know, I think it's going to be pretty similar, like a Five and three, five and four in nine win season. All right. I said 0 and 12 is my prediction for Pittsburgh. So. Your official prediction is that Pittsburgh doesn't win a game this year. All right. No. Let's put that in Tony's case. <laughs> no, I will not put that. I'll <laughs> give them, I'll give them probably about eight and four, nine, nine and three. Like they always seem to be in that re- that realm. So, all right. Next up, Louisville. Last year, they're eight and five overall, four and four in conference. They have a brand new head coach. 
with Jeff Brom coming over from Purdue, a former quarterback there. They have a combination of, you know, the favorable schedule really coming together here. No Clemson, no Florida State, or North Carolina on the schedule. I don't know how you manage that as AC, but because of that and because of the fact that Jeff Brom can usually put the, a pretty good offense together, you got some, maybe some positive that he'll have a good first season there, but he'll have to, you know, navigate early with some quarterback changes as Jack Plummer from California is expected to start at quarterback. They have a long, a lot of reinforcements coming to boost the line and receiving corps. And they gave up 27.3 points a game last year. They did tie the AC lead in scoring defense last year, but they have a new leadership team coaches staff there. So that's going to be interesting. They bring back some starters, but they have to replace a lot. And this is basically a brand new team here. So I think you kind of throw out what happened last year and kind of think about this is a brand new team. With that being said, Jess, what do you think here? Better or worse than last year for Louisville? It's hard to say because they got the favorable schedule, but, you know, new leadership, new quarterback, all these, you know, you're going to have a lot of moving parts that are going to have to figure themselves out and quickly. I think a slight step back. I think if Miami's going to be better, they play at Miami. They got, you know, they got a little bit of a favorable stretch towards the end of the year with four of their last five games being at home. They even get Notre Dame at home, but I think they're going to take a slight step back, but I think they could end the year strong, but I'm going with a slight step back here. All right. Jordan, agree? No, yeah, I definitely agree. I think Jack Palmer is, I, I don't know. What he is. Well, thank you for that analysis. Isn't he like on his like fifth year or something like that? There's a lot of plumbers out there. I'm not sure if it's the plumber I'm thinking of. So I don't want to. I know there was a plumber that was at Purdue, and but I know it's not the same plumber. And so I don't know. This is not the plumber you are looking for. It might it's be. not Mario or Luigi. I don't know. Mario or Luigi. <laughs> but no, they, their schedule helps them a lot in the sense that. They don't have Florida State, no Clemson, no NC State, which really helps. They do have NC State. Oh, not NC State. I mean, no North Carolina, sorry. Which really helps them, and I think it's going to – this is the Jake Plummer from Purdue. Uh, It is. Oh, because he went to Purdue in California. Now it's his coaches up here. That's – okay. I was thinking it was different, but no, it's not. Yeah, he came to college football in 2019. So he's going on to his fourth – fifth year. Fifth year at college. It's all right. Phil Dracovic has more than that. He's probably still working as associates. So. <laughs> but with that, I think they can stay. I think they'll stay the same if they get that defense, just because their schedule kind of helps them. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm thinking eight and four. They'll run the table early. And they, they lose some of those tougher games against like a Notre Dame, Pittsburgh. They have a Kentucky at the end of the year. That's going to be a tough game as well. So I can kind of see them doing about the same, but eight and four. So we'll see if that happens. All right. Speaking of the NC State, we they're next. So eight and five overall, four and four in conference. They have a brand new quarterback with Brandon Armstrong coming from Virginia, who is going to be reconnected with his offensive coordinator, Robert Anae, who was previously at Virginia and who really helped get Brandon Armstrong going a couple of years ago when they had that explosive offense. And they're hoping that they could connect again and get some more offensive explosions going there. You know, I think they'll need to develop some more playmakers. They have some key departures, but they should always, as always, have a pretty strong defense as they do year in, year out. I think Peyton Wilson's decision to come back, well, that linebacker said to go to NFL is going to be key to kind of be the leader of that defense as well. So they should be pretty solid there. But they do have a, you know, pretty tough schedule. They have Notre Dame, they have Clemson, they have North Carolina, you know, they have the normal, like, bigger teams of the AC. Duke's going to be tough this year. Even Marshall can give him a little bit of challenge. They're all out of conference. It's not too bad. UConn, VMI, and Marshall. So you got to hope they can win all three of those, and then maybe this could be a pretty good year for them. Uh, with that being said, Jordan, what do you say happens here at North Carolina State? I think, I mean, their schedule is pretty nice in the sense that, like, Notre Dame's at home, Clemson's at home, North Carolina's at home. And I, I could see them getting back to that 8-5, and five, losing Notre Dame, losing Clemson, losing probably North Carolina, depending on end of the season, how they get – if they got better or not. And then losing at Duke, 
that's their five losses right there. I think they could easily beat UConn, Virginia, Louisville. Maybe close game for Marshall because Tony is high on Marshall for some reason. He loves Marshall just because they beat Notre Dame last year. Marshall's always pretty pretty sneaky team. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Maya, they could drop one more game. I think Maya, if Miami is better this year, they lose to Miami. But every I don't know about Wake Forest right now. Really, at Virginia Tech's going to be Virginia Tech. So all right. six losses, five to six losses. Chess, do you agree? This is an eight and five team that should have gone seven and six. They should have lost to ECU in the opener, and yeah. I am still upset about it. So they're going zero and twelve. I I would wish nothing more, but realistically, <laughs> I mean, I think I just agree with Jordan. I think they drop an extra game. Uh, I think Miami could be that game. I mean, they won by one against ECU last year. They had a two-point victory over Florida State. They had a one-point loss against Boston College. They had a three-point win versus UNC. So they had a one-point win over Virginia Tech. So, you know, not just one possession, but literal one-point games. I think they had, like, a couple of them going. I will say, when you look at their schedule last year, though, I mean, they their quarterback got hurt, like, what, game two or three? And they were really oh playing God. with backup quarterbacks the whole season. If I remember, I, I could have happened when it happened, but that I think you have to kind of look at that with a little bit of a grain of salt. That's because they had the defense, they just didn't have the offense last year, I believe, if I'm if I remember correctly. I'm not a hundred percent certain that what week their quarterback went down, but I think that if they're even relatively the same this year, that wouldn't surprise me. You know, the seven win eight win mark would not shock me you know i'm expecting a bit of a step back from louisville i think they should beat uconn lose to notre dame beat vmi beat virginia beat louisville beat marshall lose to duke lose to clemson lose to miami beat wait for us they're not high on his team yeah i think they step back i think Nine and three. That's what I think they're going to be. They're going to lose to Notre Dame. They're going to lose to either Duke or North Carolina, but not both in Clemson. I think Brendan Armstrong is going to give them a little bit of a shot in the arm in the offense, and their defense is always good. So I think they'll be able to beat all these other teams. So I don't know why you guys are down. They never are that terrible. They had a terrible year last year with eight and five just because their quarterback was down. So I'm not going to hold that against them. It'll be better this year. Wake Forest. <laughs> Overall, Wake Forest no. eight, eight and five last year, three and five in conference. Obviously, they they lost the best quarterback in the country, Sam Hartman, to transfer to oh. But don't count them out. They, I would say, Wake Forest has usually had a really good offense over these last few years. So even with different quarterbacks in place, they have a new quarterback. Would be Mitch Griffiths, uh, who is a everybody's calling the breakout candidate. I haven't seen enough of him to know if oh, that's he, the case. He has like no stats. Yeah. Hey, I, I mean, I haven't seen practices five. with him, so I can't really talk about how he's going to be. He'd be referring to one of the top receiving corps in Jamal Banks, Taylor Morin, and Donovan Green. And they have a they need a solidified line that they lost three starters. And then they have obviously they need to continue to try to put some players in the defensive side, as that's always a concern for them. So they have a they have some difficulty in their schedule playing Vanderbilt, which you know is always a Tough game now with the last year. Vanderbilt kind of came back up. Clemson, Pittsburgh, Florida State, Duke, Notre Dame, North Carolina State. So they have a tough schedule ahead. So will they be able to stick to the 8-5 and five record uh, without that best quarterback in the country? What do you say, Jess? Well, you know, replacing one of the better quarterbacks in the country is not something that is going to be easy. And I think just off of that, I think it's they're going to be taking a step back. Quarterback is the most important position in football. You know, Notre Dame fans seem to understand that quite well. It's why you guys want to get a better one. That being said, I don't think it's going to be a tremendous drop, but I think, you know, they go from eight and five to about, you know, like a six and six. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be one of the bottom feeders of the conference, but I think they're going to be painfully mid. I think they'll score a lot, but I still think they'll their defense will continue to 
the struggle in their young quarterback, I feel like is this where Sam Hartman was able to outscore teams. I think he'll have to learn how to do that throughout the year. So that's why some hiccups. What do you say, Jordan? You agree or do you have any disagreeing no, thoughts there? I think six, five or six. Yeah. It'll all, I think the five will depend on that NC State game. Yep. If they don't no, beat NC State, they got, they're getting five. But if they beat them, they're at that six. Because they're going to start the season off, hopefully against Vanderbilt. They're going to start the season off 4 0. Lose mm, to Vanderbilt's tough. Hey, man, just it might happen. Lose to Clemson, beat Virginia Tech, lose to Pitt, lose to Florida State, lose to Duke. NC State game's a toss-up. I think they lose to Notre Dame. No, I know they lose to Notre Dame. And then I think they lose to Syracuse. Yeah, they're definitely losing Notre Dame. Don't speak that in existence. Sam Hartman ain't losing this team. No, he's gonna put up he's gonna put up the most numbers ever in the game. That would be gonna throw for six hundred thirty-eight yards, ten touchdowns, no interceptions, run in two more scores. Yeah, and it's gonna the ten touchdowns. That, are that's, be that's 10. Just the first half. That's there will be to ten different players. You know, he's gonna start throwing it to his offensive linemen too, just to mix it up a little no, bit. We're just gonna deep. put all the quarterbacks. We're gonna have four quarterback deep and just throw into each of them. You know. Ooh. The center is gonna play quarterback at that point. I mean, it's, it's gonna happen. All right. Enough about our beloved Irish. We'll talk about them in weeks ahead. <laughs> Syracuse, seven to six overall last year, four to four in conference. They snapped a three year streak of losing seasons with a seven to six mark and an appearance in the pinstripe bowl. They have the departure of running back who was great last year, Sean Taylor, Tucker to the NFL, and a couple of key defenders, linebacker Mikel Jones, the DB's Deuce Chestnut, Garrett Williams, and Jihad Carter, who with various transfer routes. So they have a lot to replace. They still have quarterback Garrick Schrader, and they have one of the top pass catchers in Gatston the second. So with that other thing they lost, everything coming back, what do you see? Seven to six, better or worse, starting with you, Jess? I think worse. I think it's going to be that the schedule is pretty difficult. I mean, Army isn't going to be easy. Purdue, I don't think, is going to be easy. But that, you know, even if they start off 4-0 with their non-conference games, they then immediately get into Clemson, then North Carolina, then Florida State, and I think they're just going to take a beating right there. Wake Forest, you know, is going to be tough, although I think they can win that one. But they also get Pitt. I just I don't think they go undefeated in non-conference, and then I just see a bunch of losses in conference toward in that middle stretch there. So I think they're taking a step back. All right, great, Jordan. No, I definitely agree. I think they take a step back because that three-game stretch, and it's honestly it's a six-five-game stretch. It's gonna be hard at Purdue, and then you're gonna have a hard-fought game at Purdue. Then you're gonna play Army, which is a game that probably a lot of players would be like, oh, this can be simple and easy. Thinking about Clemson next week and then get smacked in the mouth because Army is an army. Yep. So, yeah, I think they're going to take a step back. <laughs> All right. I agree there. I think they're going to take a step back. to kind of old Syracuse, sadly. So, sorry, Syracuse fans. Georgia Tech, last year, they had a little better record than I think many anticipated. They were 5-7 and seven overall, 4-4 four four in conference. They had a four and four finish over the team's last eight games. They end up having an interim coach during the season when it was Brett Key. And he helped get that interim tag removed. And so he's the head coach going forward. So obviously they're gonna have a little bit of a tough schedule to start off with Louisville, but then they have South Carolina State, Ole Miss. It's gonna be you know kind of tough sledding throughout the season, but you know, Georgia Tech kind of revamping themselves a bit there to try to improve that offense and that defense. So that being said, do you think we have enough improvement here and seen enough that proved from the five and seven record? Starting with you, Jordan. No. I think they, they take a step back. <laughs> so blunt. Okay. Yep. I, yeah. that's no, it. They suck. no elaboration. No. I no. think they take <laughs> a step not. back. I just think now it's fully that it's gonna be it's technically the first year of head coach. Most teams don't they take a step back. Yeah, they got a couple players in the portal, but I think they needed more. And I think that offensive line's really going to be the most hindering of their offense. And then that defense is just going to be, it's just not going to be able to be rebuild at time for the season. 
So I think they drop down. I think they get four wins this year. Yeah, there's not too much to Georgia Tech. I think we know Georgia Tech hasn't been that team the last couple of years. And, and I just think this year is going to be the same. All right, Jesse, agree? Yeah, I think they're staying relatively the same. I mean, Louisville is going to be tough to start, but then they also have Georgia to end it. You know, Clemson, Syracuse, then Georgia. They also get at Miami, at Ole Miss. You know, I just don't think they've got the pieces here to really improve. I think at best they get back to five wins. I can see a case for six and six. I mean, I can obviously they'll lose Louis. I think they may lose Louis, but they could beat South Carolina State. They could beat. I think they could beat Wake Forest this year. They could beat Bowling Green. I think they could beat Miami. Honestly, I think they can beat Boston College, and I think they could beat Virginia and Syracuse. So that's seven. And if they just get six out of seven, then they have an opportunity. But that's asking a lot for Georgia Tech, probably. So I mean, I could definitely see them go underneath that. But I bet there's a like there that says they could potentially get to six so we'll see virginia tech last year was not a great year for them three and eight overall one and six in conference they had 19.3 points a game last year you know so they they need to improve that offense they brought in quarterback Karon drowns from baylor to compete with grant wells along with some key pickups at running back which is Tutin and receiver Jennings, the third. They also need some better play up front to protect the quarterback and get some running game going. They only returned five starters on defense that allowed five point yards per game in 2022. They do have a rising quarterback, Delane, who is a star to watch in the secondary, but there's not much here right now for Virginia Tech. They really are kind of still in that rebuild mode, I believe. So, but this is second year. This is when usually rebuilds start to take shape. So, what do we think here, Jordan? Do you think this, you know, if they start making that improvement this year, get past that three and eight mark? I could see them staying the same or getting to that four, four wins this year. I think they'd be. I think they start off four and zero. Do you think they'd be Purdue? Oh, this year is first year head coach. Okay, yeah, four. I see that them starting off four and zero, but then that's it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe beating Virginia to end the season, but no, the four wins right off the rip. Feeling good. That's a good game to watch at Rutgers, though, for Jess there. Virginia Tech, Rutgers, September 16th. Maybe you go yeah. check that one out. Let's I might be at that one. I might be at that one. Yeah. I'll, but, uh, I'll let you guys know if I can get my hands on some tickets. If but, Jess goes uh, to that Rutgers game, then they stay 3-8. and eight. Um, <laughs> But if they don't, then they lose. They beat Rutgers. So it's either Jess goes the to the game. they on me. Yeah, you're I'm the Rutgers. The maker there. You're the Rutgers. Yeah. Good luck. Well, they need all they can get. They need a lot of you, Dan. <laughs> They're gonna. Hey, I think Rutgers might be a little bit better this year. Uh, we're we'll not talking get into about that, that when we get to the Big Ten. But they could lose to Marshall, so you never know. Tony's beloved Marshall. Three or three to. I wouldn't be wins. surprised they lost to Marshall because I'm sure Marshall has beat them before. So three to four wins this year. That's where I'm at with this team. I think, yeah, second year, but they, their offense is. Like that, I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't think Virginia Tech's going to improve that much, if at all. I don't think they go out for no. I do think they will use it, will lose at Rutgers, regardless of whether or not I am there. But you know, I think I don't even know if they. I mean, you know, they get Purdue at home, which is better, but at Rutgers at Marshall. Yeah, I, I really don't see them getting past three wins. So, yeah, I'm saying they they stay the same. Get four, I mean, you got to look into four, right? I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked by four. Like, I think Rutgers is going to win, but it's Rutgers, so I'm not getting my hopes up there. Well, here's um, the thing they got to look into four because they have the home field environment. So, all those teams that play at Virginia Tech, that's a tough environment, right? So, you got to steal one of those at home, so you got to yeah, hope. Think, so. but I can't confidently say anything there. Yeah. You know, I mean, even if you want to say that it's at Rutgers, at Marshall, in terms of those first four games, which I think we'd all agree are a bit more winnable than Pitt, Florida State, NC State. You know, regardless of what I was saying about NC State earlier, I, you know, like yeah. it's it, those easier. I could see them get out two and zero. You know, with Purdue being at home, but yeah, I'm not. I don't see that much after that. Yeah. 
All right, moving on to, I hate to say it, a couple of terrible teams from last year. Boston College, 3-9 overall, 2-6 in conference. Obviously, they were really havoc-wrecked by uh, injuries last year, including their quarterback, their offensive line. I think at one point they had, what, five injured offensive line. It was something crazy like that. They started off with six back-to-back six-win seasons under, for, under Jeff Halfley, and then they just kind of bottomed out last year. So I think they want to get back to those being bowl eligible and start doing something there. They have quarterback Emmett Moorhead, who showed some promise last year, could potentially be a breakout candidate. We'll see how he does. But they must address the defense and give up 30.3 yards a game because that's halfway that's what he's known for is being a defensive coordinator. And so they have to go in there and prove that right away. I think they get the start off well with having Norfolk, Norman, Illinois, and Holy Cross to start. But then it gets harder with Florida State, Louisville, and you have Virginia, Army. The Army, like you mentioned earlier, Army game is always tough. They have all these weird games at the end of the year, Syracuse on a Friday, Pittsburgh on a Thursday, Miami on a Friday, and those games are always weird. So what's the – do you think they'll get better than the 3-9, and Jess? I mean, I think they could if they can avoid the injury plague. But, I mean, it's not going to be easy. They got Florida State, then they go to Louisville – home for Virginia, at Army, at Georgia Tech, UConn, then at Syracuse, Virginia Tech, at Pitt, Miami. Yeah, I could see an improvement if they can stay healthy. I I don't think it's going to be significant, but I could, if you know, assuming health, I could see them get to four or five wins. I don't think that's impossible. But uh, they're certainly not going to be very good. (laughs) <laughs> all right jordan agree no yeah <clears throat> i'm thinking five northern illinois holy cross yukon virginia tech you know schools like that i can honestly see them winning more but i think the injury bug is gonna it's gonna hit them a little bit i think it's never a thing that days doesn't leave you but like you know they could get to that four or five honestly they could even get six if they key stay healthy, they can get back to that six and six or six. Yeah. Six and six win Northern Illinois, Holy Cross, Virginia, Georgia tech, UConn, Virginia tech, you know, things like that. I can see them getting back, but it's definitely that injury and how their offensive line after injury comes back and holds it up. I'm pretty sure isn't Boston college the school that could have like canceled their game because of how many players are injured on their roster. Yeah, I was one of the ones last year that that went for that, I think. So, you got to hope they get better luck this year with that, though. All right. You, um, you really hope an entire offensive line unit doesn't go down with injury again. Kind yeah, of put I mean, skill position guys in a bit of a precarious situation. Yeah, especially <laughs> when we have a young quarterback. You want to be able to protect them as much as possible. So, the skill position guys are going to play offensive line. We all <laughs> did it. Go. We'd all you got a quarterback out there speaking like Sam Darnold, talking about seeing ghosts. <laughs> you got nothing resembling an offensive line, Jesus. <laughs> all right. Final team, Virginia. Last year, they were one and six in conference, three and seven overall. Second year, head coach Tony Elliott is hoping the jumpstart offense only scored 17 points a game last year. They failed to score more than 30 points against the FBS opponent last season, so that's not good. The quarterback battle between Jay Wolfolk. And Tony Musket will continue into the fall, but they have a lot of other questions out there as they need to get the receiving court right, offensive line right, and all that. The defense last year held opponents to 24 points a game, so that was a highlight. So you got to hope they could do that this year. But they don't start off the best team that they kind of match themselves against as Tennessee in Nashville is going to be the first game of the year for them, and that's not good, I don't think. But then they have James Madison. They have Maryland's going to be pretty tough, I think. Then they have North Carolina. But other than that, I mean, yeah, it's gonna be tough. All they're they're gonna have a terrible year. I'm trying to give them some sunlight, but <laughs> I honestly, I see them maybe winning two games if I'm looking at it with William and Mary and James Madison being the two wins. So that's my call. So what do you say, Jess? Yeah, this ain't looking good for them. I at best they get back to three and seven. At best, I. This is a team that I think is going to be the worst team possibly in the entire conference. I really don't see any guarantee wins here. 
I mean, maybe James Madison, maybe William and Mary. They should be able to beat a team like William and Mary and maybe a James Madison, but I don't think they're beating. They're going to go to Maryland and win. I don't think they're beating Tennessee. Is Boston College going to be that injured by like week four, week five? If so, maybe. Uh, they <laughs> shot there. But yeah, yeah I'm, I. At best, they get back to three and seven. All right. With that being said, I don't think Virginia's going to have a good season. So we we wish you luck there, Cavaliers. Okay, before we talk about who we think is going to win the conference, let's talk about maybe some players to watch. So you guys pick a player that you guys are interested to see how they perform this year, starting with you, Jordan. I'm going to go with my team I'll talk about in a little bit. Florida State, Johnny Wilson, wide receiver. He's a transfer. He played at Arizona State to start his college career, but transferred to Florida State. He only had 43 catches last year for 897 yards, so he averaged 20.9 yards a catch, which is outstanding. I think he's going to be the top receiver for Jordan Travis this year. Put up big numbers. Well, um, they also have, what's his name, from Michigan State, what, Deion Coleman. Having those two <laughs> transfer yeah. in is by I mean, uh, they're going to be loaded on offense, I'm so sure. And he, Johnny Wilson, 6'7", six, six, 240 pounds, Jesus. huge guy. And I think he's going to be that big play, first down big play guy, be able to honestly put players on his back because he's huge. And he's. I think he could give you, you know, big chunk plays, Randy Moss vibes with the height and this. You know, if he's got the speed, he'll be that guy for Jordan Travis. All right. Jess, who's your guy you get your eye on? I'm going to give a little love to the defense, and I'm going to talk about my man Cedric Gray out of North Carolina. He led the Power 5 in tackles with 146. He added 12 tackles for loss, six passes defended. He had a couple interceptions. If North Carolina is going to be competitive, they're going to need to support Drake May and – that means getting some stops on defense and linebacker, particularly that middle linebacker off ball kind of guy. Those, you know, captains of that, they're like the quarterbacks of the defense, you know, and if they can get some stops, give, put the ball back in their best player's hand and say, go and get us an extra win or two, go get us a touchdown. And Drake may takes those steps in development that we all think he can then that's going to be the difference there for North Carolina. But I think it's going to start with the leader on defense, and I think that's going to be great for North Carolina this year. Cool. Good call out. I'm going to defense as well, and I'll stick with Florida State. As I mentioned him earlier, Jared Burst, I really am a big fan of his. He was you know, supposed to come out last year. He was going to be a likely first-round pick in the NFL draft, but he wanted to come back and develop. He, you know, His story is pretty interesting. He, he played for Allen. Albany before he went to Florida State last year and they they kind of found him as they played Albany and he was just like a game wrecker against the power five teams and so they brought him into Florida State and he had a really good season where he had 17 tackles for loss nine sacks you know and he's just going to continue to get that development and in that in the weight room everything that they have at Florida State which they did have at Albany you know so I think he's going to continue on his way where I think he could be a potential top 10 pick in 2024. I think he also has an opportunity to be the edge player that you need to be a playoff team, which you have that guy that can wreck the offense on defense. So I'm interested to see how he does this year in his second season with some more development as well. All right. With that being said, let's talk about who, who we think is going to win. I will say Florida State. I think the transfers, the returning players, it's just, I think it's just, Telling me too much that they're going to win, which means they're probably not going to win. But Jordan, what do you think? I'm with you on that Florida State bandwagon right now. I think everybody's for them. And I heard, I listened to a bunch of things talking about how they have like two starting, like they have enough players that are decent enough to be starters on their team that they could have two full teams, first string and second string, that are still good. So I, I think the depth is going to really carry Florida State this year. I'm also going Florida State, so not much of an interesting debate here at the end. But uh, yeah, I, honestly, if they can get that LSU win and they run the table, I'm thinking Florida State might have a shot at the playoff this year. I think they're going to be impressive. 
Well, if they go undefeated, Jess, they're going to be in the playoffs. So, well, that doesn't, that's not necessarily true, depending on, you know, like we were saying earlier, if LSU ends up completely falling off and Clemson is a shell of themselves, you know, because Clubnick is nothing. USC is going to lose a game, you know, things like that. So, it just USC is definitely losing. Ohio State's definitely losing. Clemson definitely losing. Here, I'm going to call the playoff right now. It's going to be USC, Florida State, Texas, Penn State. Boom. All right. Well, just so you all know, Jess will not be here next week. Uh, <laughs> well, those terrible takes. I'm sorry to hear that. that we, there's no way Penn State's making a playoff. I'm just going to throw it out there. I know they're getting a love, but they're not making a playoff. And it's gonna be <laughs> I'm not opposed. Tell me that would be interesting, if, though, that lineup there. It would Tell not be interesting at all. If their quarterback plays well and plays – off the hype that he has, they I, could finish ten and two and, and lose to Michigan and Ohio State again. I think they beat Mich- Ohio State. I don't know. I don't. I'm not big on Ohio. Maybe State they'll lose to Michigan. <laughs> I don't know. I think this. You know, last year of the four team, let's get some chaos, everybody. Let's. Yeah. So USC loses to Notre Dame, so Notre Dame will take their spot. I get it. Yeah. Thanks, Jess. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We'll start in Sam Hartman, Heisman. Florida State trophy. has a real shot here to run the table, and I'm going with them to win it. The whole thing? Well, the ACC. Oh, no, he God. said the whole thing. You heard it here first. I heard it Jess, first. He said Florida, State, is the Florida State winning Nash and Natty. Well, right. I think realistically it's going to be Florida, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan of some variety, and then I think Florida State is a team with an outside chance to get one of those final sure. spots there. Just you can't just say Florida. You got to say Florida State. I said Florida State. Nope. You said Florida. Well, maybe Florida too. Who knows? No, they do they have a quarterback Florida. yet? No. <laughs> well, they have no. a Graham Mertz, so they do not have a quarterback. Well, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will be Florida. talking about our playoff predictions here in a couple weeks, folks. We'll be a little more, you know, prepared than just to throw out some random names of teams. We're sorry about that. So we will definitely have better teams for you when we talk in a few weeks. Texas is not making a playoff away. Or that out there ECU as well. is not as well. So yeah, just please so don't. Can't, don't mention them. As always, follow us on, not Twitter anymore, X in the flat pod and our website in the flat podcast.com. We're going to be have two more uh, conferences left. We have the big 10 coming up and then sec. And then we're going to have week zero previews to go along with our Notre Dame preview, which we'll spend about three hours on for that one. Right, Jess. So get ready for that one. We'll look forward to talking to you in the next few weeks. If there's any questions you have about the upcoming season, send them our way. We make sure we get them added to the podcast until next week. Talk to you soon. Bye.